welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. Okay, you're going to start the episode off like that? The horror, Robert. The horror. The absolute horror. Of what? What's the horror? What's going on? I'm glad you asked, because I need to talk about this. So, I don't usually order pizza. It's something, like, if we hang out, we go get a pizza, sure. If I hang out with somebody and they order a pizza. I don't usually order a pizza. I, I might go get, like blaze or something it is very good but for some reason i just don't like ordering pizza going in okay um yesterday i thought you know what i've been seeing this commercial for this pizza (laughs) and it looks real good so let me go ahead and you know order a pizza so i downloaded the app for this pizza place and i proceeded to order the pizza um i i get there pizza's ready to be picked up I look at it, looks real good. I take it home. It's the wrong pizza. <laughs> wait, what? You wait, what? And you uh, like and see, I looked at it. Here's the thing: the the special feature of this pizza, the add-on DLC content for this particular pizza, is on the bottom, and it, and it wasn't there. What? Okay, I'm and I was cute. so what? upset. I was so sad. <laughs> uh. I don't, I don't even think, I don't even know what to think about how you miss, I mean, that's such a hard thing to catch too, since it's at the bottom, I understand that, uh, I can't even tell you how many times I've ordered a pizza and the order's been completely wrong, but I would still eat it, I'm like, you know, this order's completely wrong, but I'm not going back. That's exactly what I said, I said, I mean, I waited for this pizza, I went in and got this pizza, two things I don't usually do. And then I'm like, oh no, the bottom is wrong. So, you know what? It was fine. It was a good pizza. I'm not going to complain. But, like, I was really excited to try, the, you know, this particular pizza. So, like, I don't know if I'll, like, try again at some point or not. But, yep, the horror. The actual complete horror <laughs> of realizing that the pizza looked so good on the top, but you realize, oh no, the bottom, it's wrong. Because there's like a pizza that I wanted to try with like this like melted Parmesan cheese on the bottom mm-hmm. or something from, from this place. So, yep, just thought I'd have a little story time. What a weird way to turn an episode about episode. a pizza. <laughs> yeah. One time. <laughs> I caught you off guard with that one. One time I ordered a pizza and I went to the location and they were closed. What? Yeah, I ordered a pizza and it wasn't even that late. I think it was like six, seven. I went and they closed. I was like, Oh, I, I thought you meant like pizza? the entire store was like it was like a closed store, it, like like not just closed early, but like completely like not even there or something. Oh no, yeah, like, it was closed, for closed. some reason they closed early. I I mean I figured it out, but I, I but it was like I went and it's just really funny because I'm like, well the store just closed. Am I not getting my pizza? Oh my god! You know how you hear about sometimes people order like 
a hamburger with like some kind of condiment or uh like cheese off of it and then yeah. they end up getting just the bun with like stuff in between it but no <laughs> meat I always That's happened to me before too. <laughs> I always tell them if I ever get it plain, I say let me just get the meat and the cheese. That only happened to me once, but it has happened to me. Fast food orders have been wrong a lot of time. One time I got Taco Bell and like ordered a couple of things and got home and literally everything was wrong. I'm like, "Please, what are we doing here?" <laughs> I, like yeah. how, I, I don't know I, why I needed to start with that, but I thought it would have been funny <laughs> since we haven't talked about food in quite a minute. This episode's going to go for 40 minutes of just us talking about food. I totally forgot we're recording an episode. I thought we were just talking about food. <laughs> oh, wait, I hit record. That's right. We're already going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess we got to get into it, though, here on Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure where got quite a few things to talk about this week a few big things that um uh, we've played recently or are kind of in the, the the ether right now the the big like mainstream discussion but before we get started my name is daniel and i'm here with my good friend and co-host robert to whom i always ask the question the all-powerful question how you doing robert uh fine everything's fine nothing really different nothing's really changed everything's just fine how about you i'm doing okay I had a kind of a rough week, so um, I'm glad it's the weekend and I can, you know, relax a little bit, talk yeah. about video games, play a little video games. Um, I've uh, gotten back into uh, building a Gundam, so I'm currently working on the, the new Gundam, the, the Witch from Mercury Gundam, so it's pretty cool. Uh, but we're not here to talk about Gundams today. Before we get started with games, I have something I need to talk about related to, you know how i've been playing games lately or approaching them mm-hmm. maybe you relate i've found it really hard lately to play longer games like you know me i'm into like pretty long jrpgs or like action games sometimes like you know i'm really into the persona series um octopath traveler 2 is a thing that's out that i've not played but i've played the first one and i Mm. i I tend to play a lot of those games like one piece odyssey is is another like more recent one that um i'm probably going to talk about here next week or pretty soon here but i'm not like finding myself finishing them at all lately like Mm. i've not touched persona 3 portable in a while just because of how long i know it is that's an extremely long game um despite all the things that make it like more easy to just like click through being a psp port and everything but i've found it so difficult lately to play through games that are longer than like eight hours uh i'm starting to feel the same way honestly and i think it's because I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because it just can't engage me for that long. But I don't know. Also, I'm like, I have other hobbies I do. So it's like, I like to do other things. So I I only want to play like an hour or two and then I I switch off. Maybe it's that dreaded playing in your games in your 20s. You know know what you keep saying all the time? Oh, yeah. I've said that many times recently. I'm like, welcome to playing games in your mid to late 20s. (laughs) You only play for an hour to get off, but I don't know. I mean, it depends because I remember the what was the, it was a game recently that I played. And I played for hours on end until I finished it. What game was it? It was God of War, and that wasn't that long ago. The original, I, just, I guess, for me, it's just it just oh, depends yeah, how PS2 great the game one. is. Yeah, it's like it just depends on how great the game is. I'll stay 
involved in the game and how it's how different from every other game I've played. Like if it's like similar to so many other games, I'm like, well, if I play this before, I'm only gonna play until you know, I'll play till I finish it. And I guess for me, it's like I'm at the moment where it's like I only play games, and if I play for long hours, because it's genuinely something different. I've never played it before, and it's something new to me. Yeah. Um, I find that when we play a multiplayer shooter game online, the two of us are playing in a party or something, um, that I can, like, tolerate it a bit longer than I can just playing myself. Like, if I do, like, an online FPS, it's usually me on there for maybe one or two matches before I'm, like, really fatigued with it. But lately, I've just been noticing that a lot of my longer games, I've either been taking an extremely long time with or just outright not finishing, um... I was playing some Like a Dragon Ishin this morning, um, which is so far so good, a great game. Um, but it's been like well over a month and I am barely halfway through the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like there's just so many like quick little things that I've been enjoying uh, recently. Um, we'll talk about Avengers and News, but I like the idea of like putting on a podcast for like 30 minutes and like playing a round or two of that or going into, say... Um, uh, like Destiny and doing a strike or something like that, maybe doing a couple rounds of Fall Guys here or there. But, you know, Theatrhythm has been, like, the current addiction mm-hmm. to where that's the one I can spend hours and hours and hours on, Which but is that's weird. not a narrative game. Yeah, It's, it's like just it's, a simple arcade game. It's so weird that you can spend hours on that. You told me that you were like, all right, I'll go till, like, 10, and then you look and it's like, oh, it's 12, I should, I should probably go yeah. to bed. It's definitely my most played game of the year so far, and I gotta say, like, it's probably gonna be in my overall top 10, which I was not expecting. Like, Theatrhythm was just something I was gonna get on sale at some point, because, like, I have the 3DS ones, and they're fine and all, but, like, no, I am extremely glad that I got this, because that that's, like, the current addiction. But, you know, I've been playing some other things, um, but I've just been noticing, and this is going to kind of segue us here in, into the first game I'll talk about this week. The fact that this game is a lot longer than than other certain games, mm-hmm. not to be cryptic here, um, has kind of changed or maybe confirmed an opinion I have on a, a particular game. Now, um, I guess we should start with probably the most popular game in all of gaming right now and it, honestly it's been there before it's been there <laughs> it's been there 18 years ago <laughs> of course we're talking about the critically acclaimed game plot for the super nintendo oh of course how could we not talk about plot it's got the best boss theme in the entire world ever <laughs> um and it's just a cool little game that i've never played that I want to play because the boss theme <laughs> is cool. I digress. Resident Evil Four. Yep, remastered. The remake. Oh, Rema- it's it's oh, more it, than a remaster. It's a remake. <laughs> I can't see. I'm tired of the whole remake remaster. I just say if it's. I I just see I, Metroid Prime remastered should be called remake because enough was done to where I consider that a remake. But this is a full-on reimagine. I think we should remove the term remake and just say it's a update port and then just remaster because I'm tired of this like confusing my brain with remake remaster. 
Well, I'd say that remake is fair for the Resident Evil games, even though like a lot is the same. This is this is more than just they've been more than just adding you know new textures or high res graphics. Like uh, like key things have been changed in, uh-huh. in all of them. Um, two and three a little bit more. Oh um, no, we're talking about the critically acca- uh, critically acclaimed game Pizza Tower. That's why oh, you mentioned Pizza. I want to play Pizza Tower. Oh, I that, really do want to play Pizza I, Tower. It looks so much fun. I want to so bad. Hopefully they put it on Switch or something. I feel Please. like Switch would be the place for it, but like yeah. maybe PS5 at some point. Um, but yeah, Resident Evil 4. The We talked about the demo a couple weeks back, and my opinion on it was pretty good, aside from the fact that the textures were like a little bit blurry, and they're admittedly to my eye less blurry in the in the full version and i didn't really have a problem with the controls um like i did in the demo so it seemed like something might have gotten fixed in between you know that that Mm -hmm. pre-release demo and and the full game um i guess we'll start with the good because i think the bad kind of i think you need to start with the good of Uh resident evil 4 um the good so if you've listened to this podcast you know and you know too, Robert, I am not the biggest fan of Resident Evil 4. I have played it back mm. on the GameCube um, through the Nintendo Wii. I didn't like it at all. I played the Nintendo Wii version. I thought it was, like, kind of iffy. I'll say this. I'm not the... Honestly, being if, you're, if we're going to be, like, I guess real, I'm not the biggest Resident Evil fan because of the controls. But that's why I like the remakes yeah. more than the originals. Yes. Um... And then going off that, they modernized the controls in the PlayStation 4 edition of Resident Evil 4, which was the one time I played through the entire game and mm-hmm. actually beat it. And, then, you know, Resident Evil 4 is a it's, a... it's an action game with survival horror elements. Um, it's very difficult in its original form. There's a lot of, like, 05 jank to it mm-hmm. that is not great. Um, but many people consider it to be a perfect game. Many people consider it to be their favorite game of all time and definitely up there with the best of the best pretty much ever um i never felt that way about resident evil 4 Mm. um so i guess the the first thing i can say going into the remake is that like i'm i went in as not the biggest fan of resident evil 4 and what i can say after having finished the remake you know the day before we recorded this episode is that the remake of resident evil 4 is a better game mechanically and just moment to moment than Mm. the original in my opinion um I've heard it argued that the game either didn't need to be remade or that the remake works um, as a companion, not a mm-hmm. replacement. Um, so, like, I can see where where people might feel that way. Um, things I do like, they kept the campiness. They kept the silliness of Resident Evil 4. There is still just, like, moments where you're like, okay what what is going on here like seriously can it get any worse and then it proceeds to get a hundred times worse (laughs) as um as bugs like that look like parasite the 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 manga and anime parasite just come out of people's necks and like slash blades at you or you know uh, a a ganado's head will explode and a spider will come out and it'll latch onto another enemy or Uh you know your regenerators that like you'll like blast them apart and then they'll regenerate of course and they'll have spikes all over them like those classic re4 images you'd see (laughs) back in 2005 like this stuff is all there 
Um, like they're still, you know, Luis is there, Salazar's there, Sadler's there. They've all got their personalities. They're kind of like larger than life characters. Um, so like it, it's a bit more serious than Resident Evil 4 original, but like it's still silly and campy and everything that makes RE4 like a fun, enjoyable, like romp through a village, a castle and an island. Um, with Leon Kennedy just spitting out one-liners like it's like going out of style. <laughs> See, can we please bring back the con- GameCube controller chainsaw? Yes, please. <laughs> there was no chainsaw controller no for chainsaw? Resident Evil Four remake. <laughs> That's what we need to bring back. If anything, they should have brought oh, back is definitely that. And another thing, shopkeepers back to still mm-hmm. says, "Ooh, what are you buying?" Um, but yeah. Like, there's a lot of fun silliness to be had. And it's an action game first. It's mostly linear. There's a little bit of backtracking. They've added in some side quests where it's like, shoot some things down or like, get rid of the plague rats or stuff like that. Sometimes there might be a a stronger enemy. Like, I wasn't really in tune with the, the side quests in my playthrough. It felt a bit more like busy work. And I don't remember the density of enemies being as, like, heavy as it was in the original as it is in this. Because it just seemed like some of the waves th- that aren't meant to be infinite. Because I believe there's only two infinite waves. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them certainly felt infinite until, like, ten minutes later I was finally done, you know, defeating enemies. The shooting mechanics are good. I feel like it's a bit more loose than the tightness we saw in the 2 and 3 remakes. Um, but ammo is plentiful. You're meant to kill enemies in this game because they are dropping herbs. They are dropping parts to craft ammo. They're dropping ammo itself. Um, pretty much anything. A lot of money because you need a lot of money to upgrade everything, upgrade your case, combine things, or, you know, repair the durability of your knife, which is a new mechanic. Um, the knife is very good. Oh, the knife durability. Yes, I forgot. They added that. But the knife Uh, is good because you can parry things like the chainsaw with it. It it not at the start but once you upgrade it i can absolutely say it's very great um but it it takes time and it takes a lot of like you know finding gems and inlaying them in the treasures it's like a it's like a little mini game you play you put the rubies in the sockets on the crown and then you sell a like a higher value item to the shopkeeper if you shoot the water does a bonus come up so i didn't try (laughs) i thought about it I think if you shoot the water, Nothing a bonus comes up. Nothing happens. I think you have to shoot it ten times. No, I think I was... that's. I think that's the joke of it. I think if you if they're trying to tell new players that they do it, that something comes up and nothing happens. I do remember shooting the water in the original, not knowing, and it was very much like, oh wow, jeez. <laughs> that's a that's an old gamer like secret oh that's like a that's a i don't know that's a schoolyard (laughs) shoot the water it's like bigfoot in in san andreas going off going off track but resident evil 4 i mean there's not really much we can say plot wise obviously it's still like it's obviously even though same plot it's the same plot but there's obviously still another there's another generation of people who've never played it they they were too young when it came out or they were never born before it came out. So that's kind of a scary thought to think that. There's people who were never born before they are playing it for the first time. Yeah. Um. So, like, any plot discussion we have of RE4 would 
most likely be saved for uh, Tales from the Map, um, which is, you know, our, our usual Halloween special, um, is when we get into the plot of these things. But like I said, um, getting back into gameplay, shooting mechanics, they're fine. Um, the weapon variety is fine. I was a fan of Red 9 and the Red 9 stock, um, but the starter pistol you can, you know, buy the laser sight for, mm. like the little laser, um, which I think was there from the start in the original game. But, you know, I didn't use that for long because the Red 9 kind of like trivialized it. Um, mm. I switched my difficulty from standard to assisted simply because I was getting tired of every fight taking as long as it did. And that's yeah. just like a personal preference. Um, like I, I was more or less wanting to get through it because, um, it, it's, it's briskly paced. It took me 11 and a half hours and we're going to get to that more or less when we get to the bad. Um, but I mean, it's constantly throwing new things at you. I don't like the puzzles in this one at all though. Um, but it is constantly throwing new enemies and surprises at you. There's a handful of bosses that are very like interesting and intense. There's remixes that weren't, you know, present in the original version, like a new enemy type that shows up fairly early. That is just like absolutely a pain to deal with. Um, but like for the most part, it is, yes, a fun action game that came out in the year 2023 based on an old action game that everybody loves is is about what I can sum it up as. It's it's not is a bad it, game. It's actually very good. It's worth its 10s out of 10s, but I have my issues. Is it... All right, now, compared to, like, Resident Evil 8, is it as, like, campy? Is it as funny? Is it as, like... Or is it different? Is 8 more scary? Is 8 more funny? Is eight more out of pocket? Like, cause I know I played eight, so I know like, like characters like like at the very end, and, and like you know what I'm talking about, like that one boss fight yeah. at the very end, not the final boss fight, but one of them. Is it on the same level? My thing with eight is that all through eight, I was like saying, this is the new Resident Evil's version of Resident Evil Four. It's about the same level of campiness, mm-hmm. although like. Resident Evil 4 Remake dials it back slightly to where Mm. Village seems more campy and companion. But if you compare Village to, like, Resident Evil 4 2005, like, it's about the same level of campiness. The the villain characters are these, like, larger-than-life personas, like Mm. comic book supervillains almost. Mm. Um, But, yeah, like, I'll definitely say it's about the same as, as the original, but... 4 does make things just slightly ever more so serious kind of fitting in with the tone of of 2 and 3 remake but Mm. also like opening the floodgates and hopefully those floodgates lead to a remake of 6 that's like sure campy it's resident evil but not like a joke (laughs) i don't know if 6 will i don't think we talk about that one no i think we like the saving grace for resident evil 6 is that there's a mercenaries mode that is my favorite mercenaries mode in the series because it is it's it's either the music or the moment to moment but there's something about mercenaries in six that is just a blast um but yeah four i think it's great do you think it's worth do you think it's worth the 70 dollar price or do you think it's worth something a little bit less like 60 or 50 well well it's 60 i, I mine was 70 because oh, i bought the one that comes with like yeah, mine came with, like, some bonus costumes, which I started a second file with, and, like, um, a f- some filters, some weapons, and the original soundtrack, so I'm using the original soundtrack for a second mm-hmm. run. 
Um, the music in Resident Evil 4 is not, like, anything special, both in the original or the remake, but mm-hmm. it is funny to hear, like, the, the original soundtrack. Um, do I think it's worth the asking price? Absolutely. And, you know, Resident Evil 2 was also worth the asking price. 3... Because they had that bonus was, mode with it. 3 was only 60, I think, because it had resistance, and yeah. resistance was not good at all, in my opinion. Um, so, like... I, I don't know if I'd say sixty for three. I only paid like um, 20, definitely I think, definitely for three. thirty. Yeah, I paid 20, like twenty is perfectly for... fine. But here's the thing about Resident Evil Four: it is a long game. It uh-huh. is eleven and a half hours, and that's on the quicker side of a first playthrough um, on assisted. I, for some reason, I was getting a bit tired of it by the end. I was uh-huh. just like, okay. You know, I know how Resident Evil 4 goes. I don't ever remember it being this long, even though it is. But I was getting a bit tired of just continually running through things, having a combat, having a puzzle, and then continuing to run through things. Like, Mm. there are some good set pieces. There is that part uh, where you're taking the boat around the lake. There's a whole Donkey Kong minecart carnage (laughs) section where you're on the minecart just going through caves, literally Donkey Kong in, in third person. Um... Like, there's some fun things. There's some fun little distractions. There's, like, a shooting gallery. There's, like, gotcha mechanics where you can get little charms that might give you more um, health if you make a red herb. Like, the item management was always, like, you know, a a fun little mini game you could play. Mm -hmm. But, like, I found myself doing the auto sort more than anything. Um, It's it's too long for a Resident Evil game. And, like, a game being too long at you know 11 and a half hours for me to say that it, it it comes from a place where after i finished resident evil 2 remake for the first time and it took maybe four or five hours i wanted to go right back in and play it again as claire and i did and i played it three more times on opening weekend i played resident evil 3 remake five times in the first two days because it was so quick and easy to beat. It was it was easy and fun to learn the roots or how to maximize your time. Or, you know, if you turn this way or run past this zombie um, in this direction and then take a like a hard left and then go back here, you can like do some cool things. I don't get that sense with four. Mm. I don't want to immediately jump back into another game of four. It overstayed its welcome in I my mean- opinion. That's that's just I think a lot of long games. I think you don't really want to jump back in a, at a t- double digit hour game. You're just like, all yeah. right, maybe in the next year, couple months, but not anytime soon. So the question that's been on my mind is, do I like Resident Evil two and three because they're survival horror games, small little condensed story set pieces, little dioramas that you have to kind of puzzle your way around for about an hour and then you're finished, and. Do I not like RE4 as much simply because it's a straight-up action game? One that, admittedly, the original version changed the landscape of action games, but today is still an action game, first and foremost. Uh Whereas 2 and 3 are these very tightly crafted, handcrafted experiences that are short, but very satisfying to play over and over and over again. Even Village I played a few more times. Like, Village is a little more linear, a little more, like, just go from point A to point B, like 4 is. Mm-hmm. But you still had these moments where you returned to the village 
and new pathways open up or something crashes down and you've got a new door to go through or you find a key from a boss and it opens a new path in the village stuff like that mm-hmm. i kind of appreciated like you know like four makes me think back to like the rpd in two where it's just like a very small building but it felt so much grander because you had to take different paths through the area whereas four is Mm -hmm. just like sometimes there's a maze like corridor but there's really only an a point and a b point that is such a weird like final thing to think about it i don't know that's such a big question to ponder it's like do i like shorter games that i can replay for more than like more than once you know within the first couple of months it's out or obviously longer games that you won't you'll play play once maybe twice that's such i never yeah. thought about that it's like four feels like a game where it's like you're in it for the action of course because none of your running away from zombies skills from two and three carry over into the remake of four like the remakes are handled by like some of the best teams out there but the jump in the genre here is so much more jarring after having come off 2019 and 2020's remakes of two and three maybe you're you're just having like an arcade itch because like you're just like i want to play a game beat it within the couple hours and then be done with it yeah that, that might be why but like i can like without a doubt say that i prefer the two and three remakes to this mm-hmm. i think they are like so well crafted so just like perfect even three i know people have their issues with three because there's a lot of cut content i've never played the original three so i don't know what content was cut i really enjoy the fact that this is just you know an hour to three hours of like perfection Mm -hmm. resident evil 3 remake in my opinion um so yeah my, my thoughts on four are very complicated maybe controversial um, but I've also, like, there's the caveat there that I've never been the biggest fan of 4. Um, but this game does deserve the praise it gets. And I'm enjoying, like, watching people discover hidden things that you can do or little tricks or skips that you can pull off in this game like it's 2005 all over again. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a boss in this game that you can defeat by throwing an egg at him. <laughs> what? And if that ain't the most Resident Evil thing I have ever heard in my life... <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man um but yeah i mean the the enemy design is like top notch in this one like it is just out of control so um bravo to capcom on another like cool remake i preferred resident evil 5 to 4 so like maybe they'll remake that one next um but um we'll we'll talk more resident evil 4 because mercenaries is dropping like the a day or two after this episode goes mm-hmm. up um i'm hoping it's a good version of mercenaries and not like the original four mercenaries which was like a weaker one for me but like you know third person mercenaries was all i wanted in village and i never got that so here's hoping it's (laughs) here's hoping it's better than the mercenaries in village which just demanded too much perfection um yeah i'm gonna sit on resident evil 4 for a while it's it's definitely not it's definitely a special game but I, I, I prefer 2 and 3 over it uh, mm-hmm. as it stands. Anyway, long discussion on Resident Evil 4. But we yes. also played some Mario Kart tracks recently. Um, we oh. played the Wave 3 and Wave 4. <laughs> I thought you were going to play just something to, else. Like, we from... didn't play nothing. Oh, no, we did play. We did play these. 
just to go from like hardcore zombie fighting action. Well, they're to not even bright, zombies. Beautiful they're, they're, I guess, yes. considered not there are zombies. People with there bugs are people them. with bugs in them, even though that's a zombie. That's the definition of, of a zombie. I said it when we had this discussion a couple weeks ago. I said, I say tomato, you say it's a zombie. <laughs> I mean, it's like saying the zombies in Dead Rising are not zombies because they're worms and hosting the body. Like, well, that's a zombie. Isn't the whole point of a zombie is it's a living thing or non-living thing being controlled by a different organism? Like, that's kind of what a zombie is. I feel like RE4 does that better than anything where it's like clearly there is something else in control of, of this person. It's not just like a, a, a RE1, 2, or 3 zombie, but... Um, I digress. That's getting into plot details. We played some Mario Kart DLC. <laughs> um, so originally this was supposed to be a special on Mario Kart. Um, uh, our, our guest host, um, was visiting, but was, um, not feeling well. So, um, we said we're going to just do the, the tracks on our own. Um, we're not going to go through like everything in detail. Um, cause some of the cart, like some of the tour tracks are like pretty unremarkable, right? I think we don't even have to really talk much about Mario Kart 8. I think what would have been about, I guess, what would have been the Marcus and that what if episode would have just been us talking about like how this would rank against other tracks. But since this, because there's not really much we could talk about the new tracks besides the new tr- the new track itself. Yeah. It doesn't add much to it. It's just adding, you know, just new tracks and we just talk about this like the, the way it looks and just because yeah. obviously it handles the same. Everything's the same. It's just kind of the theme of the track we can really talk about at this point. Yeah, basically that's what it would have been. So this is going to be a kind of like a microcosm of that. Um, we don't necessarily, there's like not much to say personally about the tour tracks. It's usually based on a real city and they usually have yeah. three sections instead of laps that like change a lot, which is cool. I guess with the with the tours on Mario Kart 8, instead of them looking very real, is very cartoonish looking real places. They don't look like like photorealistic versions of whatever they're representing. And those are always like nice, but I can't help but like kind of ho- like wish that they had done more classic tracks instead of the tour tracks because mm. as it stands, there's going to be like 20 tracks that aren't in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe uh-huh. when all is said and done. And I'm really worried that Rosalina's Ice World is not going to be in there um, because they've only got two more waves to go. Where and So that's 16 more tracks. Hey, man. And if Rosalina's Ice World is not one of those, hey, I'm man. like, that's got my favorite song in Mario Kart. What if they don't make nine? They just make another pass? What if they do? What I was saying is they should do another half wave so the game doesn't end with 96 tracks. It ends with 100. Mm. oh they should do 100 (laughs) anyway um something i want to highlight about the wave 3 and 4 is that it does continue to prove that the mario kart 8 team can do no wrong when it comes to the game boy advance tracks because they took boo lake and they took riverside park and they made them actually legitimately incredible tracks where they take this flat kind of like square or like figure eight and add like hills and an underwater section in the boo lake level it's like so cool to see the the game boy advance tracks reimagined because those were the original ones that i played um those i feel like have the most work done to them the game boy advance tracks Mm -hmm. because if not for the work being done to them they would be really boring flat tracks um which is fine on the game boy advance but with the spectacle of mario kart 8 you have like ribbon road in the original dlc which is originally a game boy advance track but it is absolutely like a top tier 8 deluxe track maybe even the best in the game so that's cool um another one that they added that i liked was maple treeway 
Um, they added in that one from Mario Kart Wii. It's a very like orange autumn themed level that like is just delightful. They really didn't tweak it that much, which is good because that's one of those Mario Kart levels that's just like perfect to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they like they take levels that are kind of boring, like Peach Gardens, and what they did with that one was they made the third lap go through the level backwards instead of going through it forwards, which I thought was inspired considering that's one of the DS games, like like weaker levels. Mm. Like I know people like it because it's nice and big and open, but I always found it to be, you know, a little bit boring. Um, DK Summit was also nice to see from, from Mario Kart Wii, this like snowboarding level where you can go up and down walls. Um, the same mechanic happens in Waluigi Stadium from the GameCube. But there's a few new tracks here. There is Merry Mountain, which is a Christmas-themed track. Um, personally, I think as far as new tracks go, this one's kind of weak, but it is, like, joyful. I don't know what your opinion on this one was because we didn't actually, like, have the discussion as we played, but, like, the Merry Mountain is, like, I love the theme of it, Christmas and all, but, like, the track itself is kind of not up to par with some of the other new ones that they came out with. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's Christmas. I mean, it's 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 a holiday theme one. It's it's pretty joyful, I think. Yeah. I don't know but if as like as a track itself, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, like it has a theme. Yeah, and it's like it's pretty like festive and it's like you can play as like I right, I'll say this. It's festive, but I don't think I think that's what I guess is a plus about it. You don't feel weird playing this off the holiday. You're like, I mean, it has a theme to it, but you can ignore that and it's yeah. still just a snow track. Actually, you know what? I kind of take my comment back because Sky High Sunday in the second wave, the like ice cream treat level, I thought mm. was actually weaker. Thinking about it, the, so, there's some things in that one that just don't make any sense. Like you're riding mm. up very like tall steps in that one. Um, but like kudos for the try. Now a good track that they that is completely brand new was Yoshi's Island, and this is one of those ones like Animal Crossing and Zelda where they have, like, the music and the coins make the Yoshi's Island coin sound. There's a little bridge you can pop up. Now, that is a great That's a good map, Um, yeah. That one's pretty good designs. Good. A lot of, I obviously, like, thought went into that one. It was based off an entire game. Very unique and inspired. So I'm hoping, like, maybe there's a few more, like, brand new tracks from, like, other game franchises or, like, in the Mario world or something like that, kind of like Yoshi's Island. What if there's a um, You know, they've done, like, the F-Zero Oh, there is tracks. an F-Zero. Yeah, yeah there's two say, F-Zero what tracks. What if there's a Metroid one? Oh, that would be... That would just be nuts. And, like, what if Samus's ship was, like, a cart? Because, you know, there's five more character slots. I'm sure it'll be, like, very safe choices, but, like, Funky uh-huh. Kong better be there is what I'm saying. If and it's Dixie, not Funky, if it better be helpful. Dixie. If it has to be one or the other, at least one of those two. And, honestly, they could do a Donkey Kong-themed level, like, from Donkey Kong. I would say Tropical Freeze. I don't freeze. know. Mm, I don't know. Tropical Freeze. I yeah, say maybe three. Tropical Freeze You know what? Cool. I would rather have a third one or two. Oh. I think the I jungle mean, ones are already done. You know I'm going to agree with that. <laughs> Maybe it's the factory levels from the third one. And you hear the... Wow. Um, there's also Singapore Speedway, which is a tour track I want to highlight just because I think that the, like, the way the level lights up is very cool. Um, definitely an inspired choice. Um, uh, I guess the other big ones that they had are, are Rock Rock Mountain, which is a 3DS one. It's mostly like a flying level. There's Mario Circuit from the uh, from the DS, which is a safe choice, um, a pretty bland track. 
But they did the Mario Kart 7 Rainbow Road, which is unique in that Mm -hmm. it's three segments instead of three laps. So there are parts when you're on Rainbow Road. There are parts when you're, like, driving on top of, like, the moon and stuff like that or Mm -hmm. on the rings of a planet. That is a very cool um, Rainbow Road. And I think we're only missing GameCube Rainbow Road at this point unless I completely forgot that they added that in. But I think that might be the only Rainbow Road that's not in this game yet. So I would Mm -hmm. anticipate that coming in, you know, in the next one. Overall, I am constantly happy that this game is still getting DLC because there's it's, it's fun. really nothing wrong with this game. Yeah, it's the perfect Mario Kart game. I don't think I think every Mario Kart game has always been like debated on like no, this one's better and this one's better. Or, you know, it doesn't have this. I genuinely think the only complaint this one doesn't like. All right, this one gets it's there's not enough characters, but with obviously them now adding more characters, maybe like they're like, oh, but this game used to have this character and this character. I wish there was more unique characters, which that's like the I guess the only complaint this one has. Everything else about this game, about the way it handles the theme of it, and, you know, the designs and everything is pretty much well done. I don't really know any other complaint besides that. Yeah, it, it took everything that made Mario Kart 7 great and improved on it mario kart 7 i remember playing that for the first time just like jaw dropped uh, it was so good controlled so fluidly mario kart 8 just makes it better and the only thing mario kart 7 still has over 8 is rosalina's ice world <laughs> and if that doesn't make it into 8 dlc then that's a reason to keep on holding on to that copy of mario <laughs> kart 7 well i mean there's another reason the shop is down you can't get Mario Kart yeah. 7 on your 3DS. Can't get, well, physical. you can get a physical copy, but you know but, the prices on those will probably go up now. Yeah. Uh, I also have a fondness and an affinity towards Mario Kart 7 because it got me through like a very tough finals week in college. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let me study and then do a tour. Let me study and then do another tour. <laughs> um, so yeah, Mario Kart DLC has been great. Um... I think I'm going to save the Diablo 4 beta for next week to talk uh-huh. about with something. But there is one little thing that I finally decided to try that I must bring up before we get to news. I have no Vampire Survivor. Oh, okay. I was like, I do not know what this is. All right. All right. This is all you. I don't even know what to... I, did, I never tried it, so this is, this is all you. Yeah. I haven't played much. All I know is that I said I was going to try it for a couple minutes, and I spent an hour on it, not knowing that I spent an hour on it. This game is dangerous. <laughs> um, so, I don't know how to explain it, really. Think a um, twin-stick shooter, except you're not actually shooting. Your character's just auto-attacking, and you're moving them around. Um, hordes of enemies are coming across at you, and you are leveling up at an extremely fast rate as coins just drop on the screen xp drops on the screen you might get to attack twice um every couple of seconds you might get a speed boost you might have items that go around you it's all in service of handling hundreds and i do mean thousands of enemies just swarming around your character once i know i hit the 10 minute mark yesterday and there Mm -hmm. was no less than like a thousand skeletons uh circling my character who was like had like five books spinning around them and like was shooting out like a whip every two seconds to like defeat enemies um while blue xp coins were dropping and then you can go to the menu and like upgrade like oh this will magnetize the xp to you so you don't have to get like too close to enemies or like um this one will increase your xp gains 
and there's other playable characters. This is a game that um, I know people are... Like, this game won a Game of the Year award at something earlier this mm-hmm. week. This is an incredible game. Um, I'm playing on mobile, so it's free. So I know on Steam it was like three bucks. Um, and it just got some new DLC this week too. So I'm excited to kind of like delve into it some more. Like I don't really like playing it on the touchscreen. Um, so I'm gonna see if maybe I can like use my dual sense on the controller because it's not on PlayStation. It's on like Xbox and stuff. I don't have much to say yet, mm-hmm. but I am gonna like. I am going to say that this is, like, potentially addicting, and I'm excited to, like, delve into it because I've been hearing about this game for over a year. I've been watching people, like, go through this game to, like, Mm. see what it's all about. Um, There are so many games that have come out lately that have tried to copy this game to, like, not as, like, quality of copies, basically. Mm -hmm. Um And I guess that the mobile version lets you res after you die if you watch an ad for another mobile game. Which, like, of course I want to res. I don't want to lose all my progress. You have to start from scratch um, afterwards. But, like, yeah, um, definitely something I'm going to, like, keep playing. And, uh, yeah, I'm a a little worried at, like, the addictive nature of it. Because that hour might have been the quickest hour I have ever lived Mm -hmm. through. (laughs) I was, like... A couple runs in, and I'm like, wait, is what time now? I thought Theatrhythm like, sucked the hours away, but hey, we will see. Um, so, before we get to news, though, let's do a little bit of Pokemon Drip. This week, we are looking at the fighting-type gym leader from Diamond and Pearl, Maylene. So, Maylene's wearing, you know, a tank top and some white pants and some gloves. She's got the bandage on her nose. She's got mm-hmm. cool hair. She's wearing stuff you'd wear to like fight or pl- practice fighting at a gym is this drip i think it's just a gym outfit i don't think it's drip it's not bad yeah. it's not like it's no terrible, it's, but it's fine i don't think it's oh we considered like like how do how do i say like there's been there's it's a pretty drip. stylish gym outfit I mean, you you've seen some martial artists wearing some drip. You're like, okay, that's drip. Like they're wearing their kung fu outfits, but that's drip. I don't know if this would be considered drip. It looks like very personal training. Like they they don't care how it looks. They're just like, I'm just here to practice, and that's it. Yeah. Um. I like her hair. It matches her eyes, and there's little like gems on her gloves that match that. But I can't shake the feeling of like. This is definitely one of those function over form type gym leaders. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen this before. And I I admittedly gave you the caveat that the Diamond and Pearl ones are not as interesting as the Ruby and mm-hmm. Sapphire ones. But I feel like this is like, it's a cool look, but I'm not going to go out here and say, oh, this is like super stylish drip or something. Um, so personally, like it'll be a quick one this week, but like two Bidoof's. Out of uh, I I, I, I'll give it a three. I think I'll even go. I'll give that a three. I think it's it's in the middle. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's okay. I still I, I I stick with two. I'm not like super impressed by this one, um. But I do like the hair. Like the hair is like very cool. Maylene is like nice hair. Maylene. Mm-hmm. So on to the news. Um, boy, where to start? Uh, Avengers had its last update. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, what an update. 
every single paid cosmetic in this game, totaling I don't know how many dollars, but it's a lot, is now in everyone's inventory for free. It's nuts. It's just staggering how much cool stuff I have access to now. And mm-hmm. it's not just costumes. It's emotes. It's nameplates. It's literally everything that you could have bought from the in-game marketplace. In addition to that, the heroes have been buffed. So they feel stronger than ever. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, all the live service elements of the game are pretty much gone. There's no more challenges or any of that stuff. This is now just a an amazingly well-crafted hero brawler beat-em-up game that you can just go pick hulk or spider-man and just do hero stuff with sorry spider-man on playstation only (laughs) um (laughs) which is kind of a bummer because like if they're gonna drop support of the game at least give everybody spider-man um but yeah like it's very competent now especially that all the like live service nonsense just isn't there anymore you open up the menu it's not there anymore so i'm just saying my winter soldier has an astronaut suit on with a gold helmet my thor is like a robot and all the other crazy costumes that you can give to these characters I'd say anyone who finds a like a 10 to 15 dollar copy of avengers for next gen consoles should get that because mm-hmm. you can still play with your friends online you can still do co-op the live service elements is gone you have access to all these incredible costumes that costed just ridiculous amounts of money before mm-hmm. and there's enough content there to go around for a long time so yeah i'd say that's the most positive news ever mm-hmm. in this game like it is very sad that support is like not a thing anymore but when you look at all the cool things that are in your inventory now, you're like, oh my god. Like, I made... I, I took a picture of my title screen, which shows all my characters with their brand new costumes. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. It, it's a great game. And now I think, like, people might be able to see the game for what it is now that, like, the, the iffy stuff is kind of gone. Ubisoft has pulled out of E3 2023... Uh-huh. And like Ubisoft's always been a presence at E3, so uh-huh. like like Microsoft, Nintendo, like like you could have counted on Ubisoft to be to at be E3. there. Uh, about oh. E3. Oh, um, should we just oh, drop no, the bigger Robert. news? Oh God, E3's been canceled. Yeah, um, I think this is the beginning of the end of E3 in the sense of there will be no more E3. I Maybe there might be one more, maybe, but I think the idea of E3 is just, it's gone. Because Sony, Nintendo, and I, I guarantee you Xbox at some point will all have their own showcases. And... And Summer Games Fest and the Summer awards. Games Fest is the umbrella that has yeah. everybody under it now. And like, then you have the awards that also do world premieres. So it's like, it's pretty much, if you look at it at a business standpoint for these companies, it's like, why are we shelling out so much money for a booth, for a spot, for a presentation, all this stuff, and 
we could just do it in the comfort of our own studios and just show them to the world whenever we're ready. Instead of having something presented at an event that we're willing to go to to show something to to interest the the gamers. So it's like I get it why these companies don't do it, but man, do I I E3 was a magical time. That was like the best moments ever to to look at what's coming up next. Like consoles were announced during this time and like really big titles and it's just like the memories is like yeah. event showed. So it'll probably feel a lot like last year because they didn't have E3 last year. They had Summer Games Fest, which had, you know, a couple of weeks of showcases and stuff. And, you know, Sony did a state of play where Street Fighter and Resident Evil were shown. Um, Nintendo will do a direct whenever they want. Uh, we had a recent one. I'm sure mm. they'll do one in the summer if I was going to guess. Um, but, you know, E3 was going to be handled by the company that did PAX this year, I believe. Um, but it just the the like i don't know when ubisoft drops out of e3 it's just like okay maybe e3 is not happening sure enough the next day e3 wasn't happening mm-hmm. um so yeah it's sad I, like i i have fond memories of like sitting and like watching g4 or spike tv coverage of um yeah e3 just watching yeah. like the nintendo i think it was the nintendo 2007 or 8 um e3 like presentation where they had the Wii music and they showed like other M at the end of the show as like the one more thing. But then there's like mm-hmm. older ones like oh four when they did the GameCube and that's when Reggie comes out and like Metroid Prime two is there and, and, and yeah. like Twilight Princess and all that. It's like a classic um E three video. But like you know, a Nintendo Direct is is just as hype. And it took them a while to get to that point. Nintendo E3 digital events were had a rough start. Like, I remember yeah. one time just, like, the 3DS and the Wii U were there. And I was like, they've got nothing for us. Literally nothing. And then, like, fast forward a couple years and we've got some of the greatest Directs, you know, we've ever seen. Um, you know, the Metroid Dread Direct from a few E3s back was, like, just, like jaw-dropping um metroid prime remastered direct that they had like a few months back is like one of the big ones um but there's been a little there's been other big non-metroid related ones too and you know Mm -hmm. nintendo direct is that chance for like there to be a hit or a miss but i'm still glad that they're like a thing that happens um basically e3 all year round a few more things live alive coming to playstation 4 and 5 game i've been wanting to play um i think it's on discount if you're on plus the demo's up please go give it a try um and they had a little 10 minute snippet of tears of the kingdom this week where they showed off some new mechanics um i did get a chance to watch it and um i'd urge listeners to go watch it it's definitely worth the watch what i wanted to highlight was the fact that weapon durability is still in but but you can fix your weapons by combining them with things you find in the overworld. So if you have a stick, you can combine it with a boulder. And it will be a boulder on a stick. And it will have a lot more durability. So if your uh, stick is about to break and you glue it to a boulder, oh, it's going to be fixed. It's going to be stronger. There's no weapon durability? <laughs> yeah, I'd prefer that. But I also like this idea where, like, what else can I find that will stick to this weapon? Um, you can stick like 
creature parts to your arrows. Like uh, in Zelda, the bats are called keys, and if you stick a keys eye to an arrow, um, it will home in and will follow an enemy as if it's tracking it. So there's cool stuff like that. There's like a vehicle building mechanic. Um, you can go through the ceilings of places so you don't have to climb. Like mm-hmm. he'll just teleport through the ceiling. It's nuts. Um, yeah, they're being kind of coy with this game. They're hiding some stuff. I can already tell you that. It just felt like they're hiding a lot from us. So, like, Breath of the Wild was very much a game about discovery. So I think they want to recapture that. Do I think they will? They might. Um, but, like, I'm liking this, like, fuse mechanic. There's a mechanic mm-hmm. that rewinds things. So if something falls from the sky and you stand on it, use the rewind, you can launch yourself up into the sky. Um, am I excited for Tears of the Kingdom? I'd say my hype is, like medium like i was never gonna be like super excited for it but like Mm -hmm. i'm a little more excited than i thought but like maybe maybe what they're hiding is the idea that you can turn the weapon durability off i'd love to find that in the options menu robert Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and our last little thing here is that uh there's a visual novel that just came out called the murder of sonic the hedgehog it's an official visual novel (laughs) <laughs> oh boy that's what that was about i was wondering i saw the title i was like this is not real this can't be real this oh, is a fake account it absolutely is oh, oh what and you know the... what like yes that's that's funny and all haha uh, very cool visual novel murder of sonic the hedgehog you know like a probably a like sherlock holmes style mystery uh limited run games has probably my favorite of these little april fools jokes that these game companies do um they are releasing the video version of night trap on the game boy i Advance. saw the pre-orders that. <laughs> the pre-orders will be closed by the time this episode goes up but like oh my god limited I run games <laughs> um it's like 50 bucks but like what a piece it would be am i right <laughs> anyway though that's probably enough for this week robert would you say we've done an episode yeah honestly that should probably wrap up this week all right um we'll probably be back next week with maybe maybe we'll talk about one piece odyssey um oh i want to talk about diablo 4 beta too um that's a thing what i played um but for right now we want to thank you guys so much for listening please follow us on twitter at markers on the map listen to us on apple Podcasts, where you can leave a five star rating and review download subscribe all that good stuff or on google podcasts or spotify And like always, we like to end our episodes with a famous video game quote. And the hits keep coming here. You know, Ellie, we really are the injustice gods among us. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Later.